1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
2: This is Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Good morning, Keith. Good morning, Jay.
3: What's happening, man? Hey, I'm just, you know, starting to peel a little bit, you know? Mm. My back <laughs> is starting to peel some and stuff. You know what I'm saying, Jay, little, just peeling a little
4: bit, yeah, man. Yeah, just a little bit. Oh, you had no shirt man. on yesterday out in the sun. That's what you're trying to tell me.
3: You know, man, just peel a little bit. I didn't even go. I just, I think I went out to 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 uh, water the grass a little bit or something. And <laughs> you don't water your own grass. Bit. Get out of water here! Got burned up a little bit. You know, standing <laughs> out in the, the beautiful sunshine. He got a team go of six landscapers the
2: out there watering his grass. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Water the, the grass?
3: You know, I was standing out there. You know, water the grass. Watering the grass. You know.
4: Talking out of your. You let know me, what? Let me tell you
2: something. Keith, the sun can take it out of you a little bit too. It can make, especially when you've been at the Lakers. Game all night and you but haven't slept. Asleep.
4: Yeah, I,
3: I'm okay. No, no, you didn't know. I got out of there mid third quarter. Mm-hmm. So I, I was okay. I mean, I got a few hours. I I got a few hours of sleep. I was fine. It was depressing, but jeez,
2: Somebody beget this man a Red Bull. All right, listen. Um I should say some coffee. I'm doing free commercials. Listen. Charles <laughs> Woodson, Hall of Fame cornerback, was on Good Morning Football on the NFL network. And he was talking about what the Packers should do with Aaron
3: Rodgers. Listen to this. I'm putting on my my GM hat. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what are we going to do this next season? And I look at the roster that we have. You know what? I'm thinking about trading Aaron Rodgers and see what I can get into get in get in return for him. Maybe I can get uh, a quarterback that can help kind of steady my quarterback room and get some comp- competition for Jordan Love. Uh, I'm telling floor, hey. Jordan Love does not leave the building. This out this offseason, we're going to get him prepared to play. Because when I look at the team and this defense and the way that defense performed, they have a good team. And so they know that they'll be able to go into the next season being able to be solid on that side of the ball and then let the offense catch up.
2: I understand what he means. Key, I want to ask you something. like Because we, we've discussed this in the first hour. I want to get back into it. But based on our other discussion... I feel like we can attack this a little bit differently right now. I, I saw a Jimmy G-led team. I saw Jimmy G lead them right past an Aaron Rodgers team. So I'm thinking if you just drop Jimmy G into Aaron hey, can Rodgers' I, Can spot, I just
4: press time out for one up? second? So are you saying Jimmy G led the 49ers past he Aaron Rodgers? was Rod- part of it. Was- I understand part of it. Yeah. it was more the Kyle Shanahan offense in the way sure. they – Okay, I just want to – Sure, yeah, but, give, but, but like, by the way, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur – I just want, like, you know. want to set this narrative that Jimmy G is the only driving force that he's led. The I 49ers. saw
2: Jimmy G make plays down <laughs> just, the stretch that Aaron Rodgers I, I, failed to make. I think it's make. good
4: to provide context on this. That's all I'm saying Jimmy, about Jimmy G, G. played better Sorry, than Aaron you – know, I got to Wait, Jimmy G, that. let me
2: be very clear. Played better. Better than Aaron Rodgers down the stretch in that game. His team won. Rodgers' team lost. Let me
3: l- add that. Okay,
2: okay, there you, that's a so, good caveat. So, I just saw that happen. Yes, and I think if Jimmy G was on the on the Packers, would they do? Would they really go any f- less far in the playoffs?
3: I mean, probably a oh playoff win or two. Oh my goodness. So, so, so different. Oh it's different oh. though, Max. Baby, Thank you, man. Come When, on, when man. you when you Jimmy G is a serviceable quarterback, but when you Replace Aaron Rodgers with a Jimmy G, you're gonna be missing a lot. You're not gonna be missing a little. You're gonna be missing a lot. And then in terms of Jimmy G going into Lambo and winning that football game, unless he plays special teams, I you know, and I don't think he plays special Thanks. teams because the special teams is what beat the Green Bay Packers, not Jimmy G. He made one or two throws that made a difference in the game, and Aaron Rodgers missed one or two throws that made a difference in the game. When you swap out quarterbacks, situations with Aaron Rodgers, for instance, Green Bay relies heavy on him, like really relies a lot on him to to be the guy, to get the football, to Devontae Adams, all of those sort of things. If you swapped quarterbacks, and I put Aaron Rodgers in San Francisco, for instance, and gave him the Jimmy G playbook, but on page six of that playbook at the bottom, do not let Jimmy G throw winning game by three. Now, all of a sudden, let Aaron Rodgers throw winning game by three. You, you supplement him for him, but you allow Aaron Rodgers to do what you didn't trust Jimmy G to do late in games because Aaron Rodgers has shown that he has the ability to do those sort of things. It's almost like going back to Seattle, for instance, Max and Jay, Seattle had a certain philosophy and recipe that worked to success. Then all of a sudden they wanted to rely so heavily on Russell Wilson. They took his best characteristics away as a player and gave him something totally different to where he can't get over the hump now. And I think that's where you are with Aaron Rodgers. If he's on the move, you can put him in places and situations like Tennessee where you didn't trust Ryan Tannehill to do certain things, or San Francisco, as you've been pushing for a long time, Max, where you didn't trust Jimmy Garoppolo, and now Aaron Rodgers is there to do those things. Key,
4: can I give the cliff No version of what you just said? Let's yeah. just never put Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy G in the same damn sentence together. Let's just not do that. Well, like that's it- I, know, I, get they're what I mean, Max is, not. They're they're, no, they're get they've been to the same numbers. Saying, you know, bowls, Garoppolo just went past How many MVPs has Jimmy G won. But that's my point. I, is Jimmy G ever going to be considered the greatest quarterback? to – Neither will no, Rodgers.
3: No, but I get. But, but I get what I, get I, what Max I hear. Is I hear what
4: he, I hear. where he's this trying to tie an argument Jake, but from like a real athlete perspective. It, it'll. You're, it but, don't work that way, yeah, man. but, but it yeah, don't but work that GM's way, From a GM's
2: perspective, it might. You? Look, when have you been a GM?
4: Look, I, I
2: have <laughs> to be a crazy, GM to man. talk about it from a GM's perspective. No, you just said from a GM perspective. Yes, for, you said from an athlete's perspective. It doesn't work that way. I said from a GM's perspective. Have you it seen might. the GMs so, in this
3: league? They look like Max.
2: Exactly. So, by the way, now a coach does too, as a matter of fact. So, the point Which is, coach? the point is this, McDaniel. The point oh. is this. Um, <laughs> except I don't have glasses. You're talking about the following, in my estimation. Let's look at the Stafford trade. Look, we got like we could lose in the Super Bowl. Thinks the Rams again with Stafford, and then some people will say, "Well, for that, why'd you make the trade? Because you lost with Goff." And but the Rams know. Yes, we did lose anyway, but we raised the chances that we would win, right? If you ran it back, we'd have a better chance to win. And that's all you can do is not just look backward, but look forward and think, "How do we stack, stack the deck?" In our favor. So, Jay, if you're talking about Rodgers raises the odds on any given play that you succeed over Jimmy G, I agree with that. Here's the thing. He has talked about this. Because you have, and he just alluded to it, because you have a Rodgers on your team, yes. human nature is that you're going to rely on that more. So I don't care how you get there. If it, Well, Jimmy G is limited in certain ways, so you play it differently. The bottom line is the result's the same. So if I'm the Packers, why not? Get a guy like that in there,
3: plus three first-round picks? Well, look, if you're looking to to get a haul for Aaron Rodgers and you feel like you could be in the same position that you were with Aaron Rodgers, good luck. Good luck. But here's what I'm going to say. The same time that Kyle Shanahan took the playbook away from Jimmy G, you're going to have to take that playbook away from Jimmy G. So you're in the same situation the San Francisco 49ers are in. Do you want to be in that situation? Or do you want to be in a situation where, huh, Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback. We need a throw. I think he can make that throw. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Alluding to the Rams situation, Max, what you talked about. Yeah. Jared Goff, and I like Jared Goff. I like him. Cal guy, California guy. I love him. surfer, the whole deal. He couldn't make that throw that Matthew Stafford made against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a defender bearing down, ready to hit him right in the chin. He would have chucked and ducked. Matthew Stafford stood in there, brave, and delivered it to Cooper Cup. So that's why I gave up two ones and a three, because of that particular throw. Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't make that throw. Yeah. So that's why you do it. No doubt. I would trade him straight up. (laughs) But if I'm getting three firsts. No? Yeah, you I'm not I, I, but you might I, be in the same situation
4: I again. I would say Matthew Stafford is in a different conversation than what we're talking about with Jimmy G. No, no, the Stafford is
2: the Rodgers in that analogy. I hear you. Goff is the is the Jimmy G. I'm just saying Fine. Keyshawn, but you know Keyshawn J. Willie Max is presented I, I, by Progressive Insurance. Key, General Manager Max. <laughs> That's right. He says he is the best at his position in all of the NFL. So Key's wondering why he needs to be politicking for a certain role on Super Sunday. That's next. Keyshawn J. Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2.
0: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Grainger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
2: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We are joined by Jeff Saturday. What's going on,
3: Jeff? What's up? Jeff Thursday. How many times you heard that joke? Oh, (laughs) never. This is the first one, bro. You just broke new ground. (laughs) (laughs) Got
2: to laugh like it's the first time you heard it every time. Oh, I'm sure, you know. So Jeff is here to play Take Your Pick with us. He's giving you the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Here is Jalen Ramsey, Jeff. Listen to this. He's the Rams' cornerback. In case you're wondering. Oh, thank yeah. you.
1: thanks for reminding me. Of who on he the
2: matchup with Jamar Chase, he's a receiver for the for the Bengals. Thank really you. good, real good rookie. He's
1: yeah. he's pretty decent. Both yeah. um, Super yeah. Bowl, biggest game of the yeah
2: yeah. Oh yeah, well, Super Bowl well, is this Sunday. It's a big big is it event. Week? Yeah. Oh. yeah, is it this week? week? Yeah, oh. yeah. didn't yeah. 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 know that. Yeah. So Jeff, here is uh, Jalen Ramsey. Listen, to, listen to him on his matchup. What he hopes for. Of
4: course, that's what I'm asking for. That's what I want. Um you know, if, if whoever you think your best man is, put me on him. Let me let me help the team win this game. That's what it's all about. But you gonna get you gonna get to see the, that matchup. You going you're gonna have the opportunities to see it, and I'm a, I'm gonna be ready for him.
2: Talking about Jamar Chase, there he wants that matchup. So let's um, with that in mind, play a little take your pick. You ready for this? I'm ready. Ramsey versus Chase. Take your pick. Mm, mm,
1: mm. Ooh, I, listen. This is tough for me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go chase. But I'll say this. I, I don't think it's gonna be as much as people anticipate. Like like Raheem Morris understands y- y- the benefit of having having Ramsey matched up with him. But if it's 50 percent of the reps, I would be shocked. I mean, I would yeah. think it would be less. I would think they're gonna double him, They're gonna play zone behind it, and then occasionally they'll match him up in man. and And I think Ramsey will do just fine. I don't think he's gonna get exposed or anything. I just don't think it's gonna be nearly the he ain't gonna just track him every play. Like Raheem Moore's smart enough to know that that ain't gonna live. You don't want you don't want Jamar Chase beating you. So mm-hmm. so don't even allow it.
3: Yeah, they're not gonna have him just match up with him no. the entire game. They're gonna move him around in different places. Sometimes they'll double him, Sometimes they'll single him up. But here's what I would say this favors Jalen Ramsey. And the reason it favors Jalen Ramsey, and you know this, Jeff, because you played it, the offensive line. Whenever exactly. you have the quarterback staring down the gun barrel and running for his life because of Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Floyd and company, the defensive back is always going to win in that situation.
1: Yeah, great point. I I, I agree with that. I, I definitely agree with that. I just don't think it's going to be the matchup, you know, that we're all hoping for.
4: Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a letdown, but I, I'll take Jalen Ramsey just because of that too.
2: Yeah, and the thing about Joe Burrow is he's got T. Higgins, he's got Boyd. Even if your, your, your tight end is having an MCL issue, whatever – He'll spread it around. He's got mixing. He doesn't have to just target his boy, you know, his mm-hmm. guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and let's be clear. Like, like Evans, Evans put one up on Ramsey, too. I mean, it's not like yeah. – it's. I mean, this isn't – you know, this isn't Revis Island, like, all of a sudden you put a receiver out there and he's just closed down. Like – like, Chase is a freaking beast, too. Beast. So, I, I wouldn't want to match up. I know I know, guys like that, and they think, I, I, I wouldn't want that the whole time either.
2: Right, right. It always favors the receiver, so except yeah. Key's point about the O-line, Jeff. I yeah, keep trying yeah, to tell yeah, you how speed. important the O-line is. I'm, One day I'm, you'll I'm get it through I your head. I'm glad I taught
1: y'all. I'm glad Key jumped on board. Like, Key, he's coming over. I, I I respect it, you know?
2: Burrow versus Stafford. Take your pick.
1: Who? Listen, man, Stafford has played lights out. He's been the MVP for the for the Rams. There's no doubt in my mind. He has played in the biggest moments. He has played lights out. Um, so I'm gonna take Stafford. I'm gonna shock the mm. world. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take mm. Stafford right here. This guy's played. I mean, I know he threw the ball up and Tart doesn't catch it. But guess what? He didn't catch it. Burrow. Burrow can do the same. And and Stafford in the biggest moments of the playoffs has played lights out this oh, season. Oh. Uh, and he is a huge reason why they're in the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, and and look, Matthew Stafford is the reason that they're in the Super Bowl. They went out and got him. Jeff gave up the picks to get him. If there was a sort of playoff MVP, he would be that guy. He's completing about 73% of his passes, 900 yards. I think he has six touchdowns to the one boneheaded interception that yeah. he threw uh, against San Francisco. and He could have had a second one, like you mentioned, Tart just dropped that one. The thing that excites me about Matthew Stafford is he understands There's other receivers on this football team other than OB other than Cooper Cup. He's got OBJ, he's got Jefferson, and we'll see what Higby if he's able to go. Yep.
4: Yeah, I'll go with Stafford too. And look, I, I know over the last two days we've had OBJ, we've had Gronk talk about how cool Joe Burrow is and how much he's changed the culture of Cincinnati and how so many players will want to play with him and all the nicknames, but you haven't been hearing a lot of that same chatter about Matthew Stafford, and I think that actually plays to favor Matthew Stafford. He's always the underdog, it yes. feels like.
2: I love what Stafford's doing in this, in this p- playoffs. He is writing his own script, and every time it looks like the football gods are like, this is not about you. It's about Tom Brady coming back, and he's like, uh-uh, it's about me, That's right, and, exactly. and, and, and makes the play. I st- and, and by the way, Aaron Donald's most important player in the whole series because in, in the whole postseason, because once again he will for- he will wreak havoc with the offensive line Absolutely. and affect the rest of the game. I'm still not picking against Joe Burrow. Give me it. Joe Burrow, I love Joe it. Thorough Bengals terrible. offensive line. I just mentioned it against. The Rams' D line. Yeah, Rams' D line. I mean, this is, this isn't even close. This is the, this is the largest
1: mismatch in the game. In all honesty, when you think about it, I mean, this is a team that has given up the most sacks in the NFL and the most pressures, and they're going against one of the most prolific uh, pass rushing teams. And I'll say this: it's not. It's not even like. What the Rams can do, they can single you up and they get great mismatches that way against the Bengals, but they also do a really good job of running pass rush games. So in known passing situations, it becomes even more vital. And so this this is a major concern for – uh, the, the Bengals, they will have they will have to disguise their protection so that nobody can just pin their ears back and, and let it rip to have a chance. Because as, as well as Joe Burrow has played and been able to manipulate the pocket and get outside the pocket, if the Rams with Von Miller and Floyd keep him in the pocket, mm-hmm. the interior of that can get home. That is a scary place to be if, if you're the Bengals.
3: I'm going to say one thing, Jeff. 99. He eats Whoa. up two, possibly three. The rest is history. And still gets
4: home. Still, and still gets home. it still gets home. Unbelievable. Jeff, what's the mindset coming into this game for guys like Von Miller and Aaron Donald? Oh, knowing, knowing, knowing that the O-line for since he is like that, right? Time
1: to hunt, bro. I'm telling you right now, like these cats are, they are juicing each other every day at practice. Time to freaking hunt. Like, they're thinking of every game they can run ricochets, which means like hit a hip of a guard and then ricochet to the quarterback. Like, leave it all out there. Dude, get at his feet, grab at him. Don't have to be a sack. You just want to make him move off his spot. These cat, I'm telling you, man. This is his juice. I can remember Freeney and Mathis and and those guys having conversation with Raheem Brock on the inside, like just pin the pocket down, man, and make these guys uncomfortable. I can assure you, all these dudes are talking about hunting.
3: So, hey, a- Jay, you've been to the zoo before, right? You seen the lions being fed? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Just imagine what <laughs> that they <laughs> like. feel like.
2: It's always the defensive tackles. Like if they collapse the pocket, and I'm a Giants fan, I saw it happen twice against the Patriots. You collapse that pocket. You, a lot of times you win the game. That's why I think if the Rams win, I love the odds against Von Miller as MVP. Because talk about who's going to eat because of Aaron Donald. You put two, three dudes on him, Von Miller. Yeah. He could win his
3: second Super Bowl MVP yeah. as a defensive they, end. But, Jeff, they've got to stay disciplined, too, though, right? 100%. Because Joe Burrow has the ability to skate. Mm-hmm. If he needs to, he can move around in the pocket. Yeah, and, and 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 hey, listen, your point
1: is well taken. If he gets outside the pocket, that's the problem with Von Miller and with Floyd. Like their rush lanes, they have to have rush lane integrity, which means they can't just get pinned inside. Because if Burrow gets outside, that's really where he's most lethal. Like when he buys that that real time mm-hmm. where he can get out and be stretching himself. Towards that sideline, he becomes vicious out there. So to your point, it is a hundred percent true. Keep him in the pocket and force him to make those throws with trash at his feet, even if you don't get the sack. As opposed to letting that guy get outside.
2: McVay versus Taylor, battle of the coaches. I'm going to take McVay here. I,
1: listen, I mean, I, this guy's an incredible football coach, and and he has done it. This is the second time in three years he's in he's in the in the Super Bowl. I know he didn't have a great turnout, uh, you know, in the first Super Bowl against Belichick. Man, this this guy knows how to script, man. And he he puts his players in the best positions and he creates scheme to get them open and then he allows them. The biggest thing I heard from him, he talked about that in the first Super Bowl, he tweaked and did too much later in the week of the second week. He's not mm-hmm. gonna do that. Man, let your let, let your players play, bro. Like you're here for a reason. Like what you've done is enough dial up your best plays, and let your guys go execute. That's how you win Super Bowls.
3: Second time around, you mentioned it, uh, Jeff. He learned from having that extra time where he was changing the game plan. Yeah. Literally like, oh, I'm going to go with this, and I'm going <laughs> to go with that. So he, 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 that's out the way now. On top of that, one of the things that the Rams did that was extremely smart, in my opinion, because this shows that he trusts his team, he understands who his team is, they're staying at home. Yes. They're mm-hmm. staying at home. Nobody stays at home in the National Football League before the Super Bowl, but the Rams are staying in their own houses, sleeping in their own beds. So he understands this team. He knows what's at stake. I trust Sean McVay in this situation.
4: I'll just talk about pressure. I mean, the, the, Max, you always make this point that you know, pressure either bursts pipes or it makes diamonds, right? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like this opportunity, it feels like Zach Taylor's playing with house money. Like, all right, like nobody really expected us to be here. Yeah. I know, even though internally, Those may have been the expectations for that team. But for Sean McVay in this moment, the fact that they've gotten here before with Jared Goff, the way that they're all in, this is a moment that he must capitalize on. I
2: also like McVay. By the way, he's 35 years old. He's coaching in his second Super Bowl in four years. He's 35. It's amazing. It is. I will say one thing. Just like if the Rams win, Vaughn Miller is a pretty good shot to win MVP in my estimation because of the way things might play out. If the Bengals win... Zach Taylor is going to get enormous credit because I don't see how that happens without him scheming up ways around the offensive line to slow down the defensive line. Mm -hmm. And if they win because of that, Zach Taylor is going to be lauded out of like the way. Think of Bowls in the Super Bowl, the way they played Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be maybe even beyond that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so that's the one caveat. Okay. Apple versus Cup. Eli Apple versus Cooper Cup. Oh, Cup.
1: Uh, Eli Apple don't want that. I'm I'm gonna gonna let you know. Like he's gonna have to, (laughs) but but they're gonna do something to help. Like Cooper, anybody versus Cooper Cup right now. He's the best in our game, man. I mean, this and and here's the thing. This isn't scheme, y'all. Like understand this dude. He sets routes and stems routes as well as anybody in the league. He finds ways to get open, and he can really really hurt you uh, with his moves coming out of his break. And so, man, Cup, I, I, I absolutely and then some. I think I think Apple has played extremely well. In these playoffs, so he made a huge play against Tennessee. But when you think about him, he does not want—he does not want that matchup. Uh, he, he ain't asking for that Ramsey treatment. I can assure you.
3: What do you think, Key? Um, I was just sitting here thinking to myself, what type of apple is Cooper Cup gonna make out of Eli Apple? Like, is it apple pie? Is it apple sauce? Is it caramel apple? Like. In the end, Eli Apple's a perimeter corner. If he had to go inside and cover Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup has a two-way go in all the room in the world, and they're going to get him the football. Cooper Cup will come out of this thing with 10 catches, 100-plus yards, a touchdown or two, and, yeah, it's – Eli Apple's toast.
2: Apple crumb cake. Yeah, yeah Apple crumb good. cake. That sounds good. I like Ooh, that. I do
4: like mm, apple crumb cake. Some vanilla yeah, the apple ice cream. All the apple, Ooh, apple
3: all the Ooh, jokes fritter. are going to be coming if Cooper Cup gets the best <laughs> of him. Take mm-hmm.
4: away all the physical attributes, the football IQ alone of Cooper Cup. Oh, he's it's dead. just dazzling within itself. It just feels like it's the perfect combination. Right? Like the IQ with the athletic ability that matches itself is scary.
2: I mean, first of all, the, a receiver corner, of course the receiver has the advantage. And yeah. then Cooper Cup is a better receiver than Eli Apple is a corner. Cooper Cup all day. Yeah. All right.
1: And he's one of your old. He, 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 you still don't have love for him from being a giant, do you, Apple? Uh, well,
2: except that with the Giants, yeah, you, it wasn't you, always, Jeff, it you, wasn't you, always it, smooth sailing. Do you know what I mean? You
3: took it right like, out of my mouth, Jeff, because any time oh, – I've been noticing that about him and Eli yeah. Apple. It's a – yeah. Because I mean, of, of the Giants. Bit. Yeah. A little bit. It's little a giant, bit. little saltiness. I, mean, I
1: felt it. I felt it over bit. here. A little saltiness. Little
2: first round pick, man. We want a little more. You know what I mean? A little bit. <laughs> I, mean, just, little I bit. just felt it. That's all At I was saying. At least you're
4: honest about it. All right. Yeah.
2: Look. Rams or Bengals. Jeff, this one's just for you. We're going to make our picks later in the week. Who wins the Super Bowl? Oh, y'all Take trying to put me pick.
1: on the spot right now on Wednesday? God, mm-hmm. I don't. Man, I don't know yet. Um... I'm gonna give the slight edge I'm gonna put the slight edge to the Rams. On basically. Wednesday. Yeah, we'll I'm, see about Thursday, the, yeah, right? Thursday yeah. it yeah. might change. I'm Are gonna you put you the taking slight the edge spread, to the Rams. Though.
4: Are you taking the spread? Minus four. No.
1: I'm taking the Bengals on the spread. Dog. Jay
2: may have a, a problem. I'm taking, some I'm taking now, that honestly. cash.
1: I'm taking that <laughs> cash on them Bengals, dog. Is it four and a half?
4: It's just four. Not four and a half. Oh, I thought it was four and a half. Just four, no, four. Okay, okay.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm still I'm gonna still take the Bengals on the four. Okay. Yeah.
5: All right. Wait, yeah, hold on, sure. hold on, hold on. Jeff, did you take any Bengals throughout the take your pick, but no, then you he did took not. the Bengals in the game? Like what? that? No, no,
1: no. I no. <laughs> I didn't take them in the game. <laughs> it's Wednesday. Just, uh, it's Wednesday first of all. Don't try to don't try to press me, bro. Don't try to press me on my freaking money either. Ah, Yo, this is, see, is like a player talking to another te- player about his contract. Exactly. <laughs> don't push me on my money, dude. I know <laughs> don't the force me to take it in I know my business, bro.
5: Take out the points who's winning the game? Uh, I'm going
1: to go. I'll go. I'll go Rams. I'll go Rams. It's yeah. Wednesday. I may change tomorrow. I, <laughs> oh, I have what Wait, you I you thought
5: say, it was Jeff? Saturday. You've <laughs> got to ask
1: him on. By the way, you ask him on Saturday. He's yeah. still got another day to yeah, go. Yeah, he's still got another one. That's <laughs> yeah. true. I got until 6.15 to decide
3: who I really want. It ain't but, Jeff Wednesday. Yeah, it no, ain't we Jeff Thursday. I got my ticket
4: already. <laughs> hey,
3: Jeff, the game is on Sunday. You see how I did that? Yeah, I, I see. <laughs>
2: Thank you, Jeff Saturday. I appreciate Uh, it, y'all. The The trade that needs
4: to happen. We'll be quick on this one. Number five, Karis LeVert. Remember Karis LeVert, the guy Mm -hmm. that found a mass lump uh, on his kidney, had to stop playing basketball for a while, was with Indiana Pacers. Kobe Altman, the president of the Cleveland Cavaliers, has gotten him – to the Cavs on expiring contracts like Ricky Rubio, and he's done some amazing things in a lottery-protected first-round pick and multiple second picks. Let me tell you what I love this for Cleveland. Guys, they're ranked fourth in the East. Cleveland is ranked fourth in the East. You combine Karis LeVert with the likes of Darius Garland, with the likes of Jared Allen that came over from Brooklyn, even with Evan Mobley. We were calling him a young baby Bosch. This team is destined to have a chance to compete for the Eastern Conference title. Cleveland without LeBron. Moving on. At four. Brian Winhor says the Nets and the Sixers are talking James Harden trade. So yesterday I was laughing because Joel Embiid before the game was watching Madrid play soccer-wise. And he was saying things like, oh, we got to make a move. Make the call. Get it done. And everybody on Twitter was reacting to... To the fact that he thought they were talking about the James Harden trade. It just reminds me of how comedic social media is and Twitter is during these moments when everybody and their mom is thinking, what would Joel Embiid and James Harden be like on the same team? And would that want to give the Brooklyn Nets a heads up if they're able to get a guy like Ben Simmons combined with a guy like maybe Seth Curry? Who knows? We'll see. Mm -hmm. Moving on. At three. Russell Westbrook comments on the latest fourth-quarter benching. I mean, come on. I, this is getting worse and worse and worse. And here's what I'm going to say. LeBron James and Russell Westbrook are so similar. A lot of people didn't think it would work from the beginning. You know why? Because Russell isn't that cerebral. And I think you saw multiple times last night. Russ is incredible. He gets you triple doubles. He has a hindrance of shooting the ball. But LeBron needs Russell to be cerebral and understand how to make everybody else better around him. He can only do that with the ball in his hands, Max. We have not seen Russell Westbrook do that without the ball in his hands. And what, we're going to have LeBron James be a spot-up three-point shooter? I'm sorry, guys. I want the ball in LeBron James' hands. It's not going to work with the Lakers this year. Moving on. At two. Sacramento Kings are just doing Sacramento King things, guys. I mean, I, I get it that they get the minus, the bonus. I mean, he's a two-time all-star. But nobody in the NBA, no one in the NBA saw Tyrese Halliburton being traded. He was one of the best young guards there is in the league. And now I see Halliburton and Buddy Hill going to the Pacers. The Pacers were thinking about doing a rebuild. But now you're talking about what they added. They're going to be right back in the mix. And it makes me always wonder, what the hell is going on, Sacramento? What are you doing? Are we making the same decisions that we made before in the past? Which has been bad decision after bad decision. Moving on. And running point. Number one, man. It's just C.J. McCullum going to the Pelicans. I mean, it was Norman Powell and Covington, Robert Covington being traded before. They are just absolutely clearing out house in Portland. I just want to remind people, it was several years ago that Portland was in the Western Conference Finals. Western Conference Finals. Dame was making bucket after bucket. We were talking about this team contending for a, a NBA championship. And now Norman Powell, Robert Covington, C.J. McCollum, that dangerous backcourt that they have – is no longer, now we're talking about a rebuild in Portland from Dame Lillard. It's just crazy to me how quickly we've gotten there for Dame Dollar.
2: Unless they're thinking about Ben Simmons in Portland. I don't know. The Blazers are in rebuild, right? Is that, is that
4: going to be enough to get you to a
2: Western Conference Finals? So No, but what they, yeah, you're right. What they were doing wasn't either. So what's next for Portland is now the question, right? Here is Brian Windhorst on Bart and Hahn. Listen. I don't think they're done yet, so I would keep an eye out for the for the following move. Maybe not this week, but maybe around the draft, and then you come to Dame this summer, and you uh, you know he's eligible for a contract extension, which I think he's likely to sign if they're willing to offer it. So I think what they're looking for is they're trying to get younger and retrofit the roster because the team that they had was okay, but they weren't you know proving to be significant
4: contenders. I'm, I'm I'm still I'm still in shock that this trade went down. I mean, you said Ben Simmons, but what assets do you have to get Ben Simmons? Yeah. And and, 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 it, and it's like they made moves. Like they went out, they gave Norman Powell the bag, and then they let him go. Like a year later, like Robert Covington was there. He left. He came back. Now he's gone. And, and just the the C J McCollum thing. I think the Pelicans get better. The Pelicans are going to now make a push to try to get in the playing spot, which is shocking for them. I would have never have thought they would have been in this conversation. I just, I understand that they want to build around Anthony Simmons, and I, and I get that Dame is something that is a staple there. I just don't understand the reasoning behind it, Key. I don't know what person that you can bring to Portland. And we talk about, hey, Cincinnati, right? Winning games. That has to be a reason why you want to come to Cincinnati, right? Joe Burrow winning games during the Super Bowl. When, when do you see Portland winning games in the West? Like what do yeah. you? There's so many questions around this team. It's just the Damian Lillard's like why, the Matthew Stafford in the they, NBA. You know, You're why not in a winning situation.
3: They, uh, Jay, why didn't they beginning of the year in the whole Ben Simmons? Why didn't they participate at a heavy level in the Ben Simmons sweepstakes with CJ? Is it because all of a sudden he he had the the injury and that kind of threw him off a little bit in Philadelphia in terms of – because I always thought that that was a play for them is to move C.J. to Philly. That's what And get I Ben Simmons in return. But now you look up and he's at the Pelicans. They don't have any trade assets. Even when the offseason comes, the only trade asset you got is Dame Lillard. So you, what what what's, what is that going to look like, right? Are you going to move him? Because you say you want to start, at least when he say that they want to start all over again and get young, do you move Dame Lillard to Philadelphia? Does he want to go to Philly in exchange for Ben Simmons and some other stuff?
4: Keith, all I know is yesterday, and we're going to do it, I wrote this letter because, and I understand that he's ten toes down and that he is built and he wants to stay in Portland, but I was one of those millions of people yesterday on social media just begging Dame. You deserve better, Dame. You deserve. I mean, it's it's just not the C.J. McCollum stuff. It was the hiring of Chauncey Billups and the sexual allegations that came along with some of those issues that he had to address. It was the scandal with Neil O'Shea. There's so many things that has have happened with this Portland Trailblazer organization that you see Dame just say, "Hey, this is my town. This is my city. I love Rip City. I get it." But I, I just I want him to get better and have a chance to win a championship. And he's not going to do that. C.J.
2: McCollum didn't go to Philadelphia because Daryl Morey obviously didn't wanted believe more. that he is a difference maker. He is better than just well, another guy, more. but he not right. More he than wanted more. A, a more, a bigger impact player, and and unless Simmons can become that, uh, uh, sorry, unless uh, C.J. No, no, no. On the on the uh, Trailblazers can become that, then Dame then Dame really doesn't have anybody. James Harden's James Harden may be on the trade block, and Brian Windhorst is going to give us the latest in 40 minutes, but the Beard is already back in Houston.
5: slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's help, com slash unsportsmanlike.
3: The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. I'm happy Lovey is getting his opportunity, but as I've said about the Texans job all alone, I would love to know the contract and how it reads.
4: It's always kind of felt like this, that there were black jobs. Because when a situation is bad, that's
3: a black job. I'm almost hot and cold. I'm glad a, a, a black coach got hired as a head coach, but I'm not going to disbar the situation in which he's hired in and a franchise that seems to have no clear direction on what they want to be or where they want to go.
2: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Well, I try to clear that up before the show. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We try that again on ESPN Radio Series XM Channel 80 and your smart speaker. So uh, the Texans introduced Lovey Smith as their next head coach yesterday. And GM Nick Casario was asked about the candidacy of Brian Flores, who was a finalist for the job. Last week, the lawsuit was filed. How did that influence, if at all, getting to where you are now? Yeah, good question. I would say didn't affect us at all. I would say just speaking specific to Brian. So, you know, I've known Brian a long time, you know, personally and professionally. I have a lot of respect for Brian as a coach and a person. You know, he was a part of this process. He was a, he's been a good coach in this league for a number of years. You know, part of my responsibility was to spend time with as many quality candidates as possible, and Brian was one of those. As it pertains to the individual lawsuit, I would say from the beginning of when we started our process, call it, you know, January 14th to now, there was multiple conversations throughout the course of, I would say, the last few weeks with a, a number of different candidates, and that was pretty fluid. I think this process in and of itself is very fluid. Proceed and we to have
3: <laughs> We got a fire But not use the elevators.
2: Don't use the elevators.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, the liar alarm went Uh-oh. off. I mean, the fire alarm went off. The fire alarm went off in the,
3: in the middle How of the How emblematic
4: <laughs> of the situation is that, Key? Mm. No, it's pretty, pretty funny. Uh,
3: <laughs> fire alarm saved me. I didn't have to finish talking about that situation.
2: So, at any rate, if we take him at his word, that the Brian Flores lawsuit against the NFL had nothing to do with the fact that he here. wasn't hired even though he was a finalist. I guess it's possible. Um, they hire Lovey Smith. He is now the second, currently, the second black head coach in the NFL. So they're two now, along with Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Um, keep in mind, Lovey Smith lost a job basically for going to the playoffs every year without a quarterback. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, Mike Tomlin, watch yourself. <laughs> you are you never have a losing season. Lovey Smith's like, yeah, me too. I was winning all the time. I don't know what happened. All right. All um, right key Yo. he said his goal is to provide more opportunities lovey smith did to black individuals as the head coach in houston he said quote it's not just about talk I said this at the introductory press conference when you look at my staff that's what i believe in and then letting those guys show you exactly who they are that's how we can increase it it being African Americans in positions of authority in the NFL and coaching positions of importance. What do you think about what Lovey had to say?
3: Well, Lovey is a hundred percent right. He lives by what he says. Um, you got to think all the way back as a as a connecting antenna, so to speak, is the late Denny Green and his entire staff. And I and I said this when I first got into the National Football League. When I played for the Jets, we played in Minnesota. I think it was my second year at home in New York, and I looked across that sideline, and that entire sideline, you could tell Denny Green meant something. Black assistants everywhere. And then when I got to Tampa Bay, Lovey Smith was on that staff along with Herm Edwards and Coach Tony Dungy, but there was blacks in the front office, on the sidelines, in the training room. It it meant something. It was important. And I think that is what you get going to get with Lovey Smith, who has hired his offensive coordinator Pep Hamilton, who is black, not just in title, but he's actually going to call plays. So they won't you won't have this is Eric Viennemi calling plays or is it really Andy Reid. You won't have that. It's Pep Hamilton. And Lovey Smith got out in front of this. And look, a lot of people are going to try and make the notion that Lovey Smith was hired only due to the lawsuit with Coach Flores. I don't see it that way. I think Lovey Smith was hired because he's a damn good coach. On top of that, in fact, he may be the better coach for them anyway out of all the candidates. He's respected in the building. He understands the building. They need to change the culture, which he's going to be a part of because he's certainly not signing up. For a one-year job, Jay, this is a long-term situation at sixty-three years old for him. He's already doing more for that organization that they what they were doing in the past already.
4: Yeah, I, I think he is just overall the type of organization that he's had to inherit, coming off the heels of David Culley being there for one year. Like, all right, well, you know, the second black guy has his job in the NFL, but it's because he had to inherit. This type of situation coming off of when you hear that it's between Josh McCowan and Brian Flores, his finalist, and that's the talk. And then it's just just all eerie to me. I mean, it's called energy, though, Max. Like, when I hear Nick Casario trying to explain that had nothing to do with the negotiation or the lawsuit against the NFL, the fire alarm comes on, and, like, it's not believable (laughs) in the first place. All of it. It just, it rubs me the wrong way about the organization. But but but
0: here's
3: what I was saying. Knowing Knowing Lovey Smith, he ain't taking that job if it ain't right. I hear you.
2: By the way, uh, I hear what you're saying. Lovey Smith just, won 10, 11 games without a quarterback. I mean, I would not put it past him to win better than half a yeah, dozen it, games it, this upcoming season. Yeah. One doesn't have anything sneak. to do with
4: the other. You know what I mean, Key? Like, for Lovey, like, I want Lovey to have a good opportunity and do his thing. I just – One beard is back in Houston, guys. So what will happen to the
2: beard who just left? That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN News all morning long.
1: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
5: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies.